Unlike most other businesses that suffered during the pandemic, for the edtech industry, it was their time to shine. Online education was the need of the hour and the edtechs delivered. And one way they nailed it was through their rather aggressive sales strategy. But last year, things began to change. Schools and colleges reopened and normal classes resumed. And then, of course, the dreaded funding winter set in. EdTechs began to see a decline in funding. According to reports, the EdTech startups in India recorded a 44% drop in investment in 2022. Now, EdTech is seeing the largest number of layoffs compared to all other sectors in India. That is not all. Bad news is coming from all directions for EdTech companies. Last month, Google announced that it will be launching its new product called Courses on YouTube. With its 450 million viewers, most edtechs do not stand a chance against YouTube. Many say that this might be the final blow to edtech companies. And then there are the consequences of the aggressive sales that edtechs are facing the music for now. The government has expressed concern and taken quite a critical stance on the alleged mis-selling of courses by edtech firms. 33% of the complaints filed with the Advertising Standards Council of India were related to the education sector. There is a churn going on and edtech companies are scrambling to keep it together. So last week, Baiju's announced that it was shifting to virtual-only sales, which basically means no in-person sales calls. But it was this very strategy of aggressive in-person sales that pushed Baiju's right to the top of the edtech world. Today, I will tell you about how the EdTech's sales engine was its strongest pillar and why it has to change its strategy now. Welcome to Daybreak, a new podcast from The Ken. I'm your host, Nikda Sharma, and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Wednesday, the 25th of January. edition of her newsletter, Ed Set Go, my colleague Ulina Banerjee tried to answer a simple question. What was it that worked so well for edtechs in India? Was it the need for quality content? Yes. And the need to make it all available online for learning from home? Yes. Did the availability of limitless cheap data and smartphone coverage make it easier for edtechs? Of course. But there was more to it. These factors only helped grease the main engine. And what was the main engine? It was their airtight sales pitch. And one company that nailed it, no prices for guessing, Baiju's. In Olina's own words, they didn't just master it, they built the biggest, baddest flywheel of FOMO to financing to promise payoff in recent times. It was a sales pitch that could put the best FMCGs to shame. Let me give you a sense of what they were actually doing. First, they began with the prep. This included tracking their app usage. Once they noticed high activity, they would call and convince the parents for a meeting. 
Next came the visit. They would meet the parents, put the child through a test on maths and science, and based on the results, they would try to convince the parents for a trial. And here comes the tricky part. Once a parent was convinced to sign the documents for a trial, they would receive a tablet within 4 to 10 days. After that began the 15-day trial period. And this is when the sales team would push the parents with all their might. Parents would get more than 20 calls from product experts, counsellors and salespeople during this period. Now, there were two possibilities. One, that the parent was convinced and they bought the product. In the second scenario, when the parent wanted to cancel, Baiju's customer care and counsellors would ignore all their calls. And once the trial period was over, there was nothing that the parents could do. Because they had already signed the ECS documents or given Baiju's post-dated checks. EMIs would get auto-debited. The only option left for the parent was to go to the bank directly and ask them to stop the auto-payments. The money that was already debited though stayed with Baiju's. Now, you see how it was in fact the sales machinery that was doing all the heavy lifting for these edtechs. But this aggressive approach eventually turned out to be quite the sore thumb for not just Baiju's but all other edtechs that followed its playbook. Edtechs are now faced with repeated complaints, court cases and a never-ending political debate. And for good reason, of course. So last week, Baiju's announced that it was shifting to virtual-only sales, meaning no in-person sales calls. The policy is of course being rolled out to curb the instances of mis-selling and fraudulent loans. But this very aggressive sales strategy was Baiju's strongest pillar. It was what worked for the company to the point that all other edtechs began to follow a similar strategy. Why then is Baiju's giving up on its core business model without a stronger fight? The answer lies in Baiju's first and favourite baby, the K-12 or the kindergarten to class 12 category. The category saw a spectacular rise during the pandemic, but when schools reopened, it was quick to course correct. Agents who sell it say that it is mostly hardware dressed up with a few perks like online doubt solving. But now, this favourite first child is turning out to be what Olina calls fun-sucking zombie for Baiju's. The thing is, the K-12 category is directly linked to Baiju's in-person sales strategy. The two are inseparable. But like I said earlier, with schools reopening, K-12 is turning out to be quite a hard sell. In fact, now parents can almost see through the sales pitch. A sales executive who has worked for different edtechs, including Topper which was acquired by Baiju's, told Olina that the old aggressive ways of selling are over. He said that the parents don't probe them anymore because they know that the agents are not going to provide them with a the service. He said, and I'm quoting, if you can't sit face to face and assess the child, you cannot build a rapport. Over the phone, there is no authority. Because parents can just hang up or worse, they can put you on a blacklist. In an online sale, the counselling session, if it gets to that point, has to be on Zoom. Baiju's now gives its agents three hours of talk time per day to use up and it also tracks how many hours they've spent on Zoom convincing clients. The agent said that the script has not changed much from offline, but the impact on the customers is markedly different. 
Now it's come to a point where most sales agents want to leave K-12 sales because according to them, it is too dynamic, too dysfunctional and there is too much pressure. So clearly, K-12 and the old sales playbook are a done deal for Baiju's. What then is Baiju's new strategy? It is quite interesting. So we know how Baiju's has been acquiring the most promising startups in edtech, right? Turns out, it is not just acquiring them. It is also picking up different selling strategies from them. When Baiju's acquired White Hat Jr. and its sales process for $300 million, it introduced the demo class strategy to the mainstream edtech world. Baiju's original sales playbook stayed separate from this for a while before White Hat Jr. got completely folded into the parent company. And even though White Hat Jr. was a key reason why Baiju's revenues were muted in 2021, the demo class strategy lives on. In fact, a host of new startups are also trying the demo class route. In 2021, Baiju's also acquired the test prep mammoth Akash Coaching Center. Now, if you remember, Akash is known for its physical coaching centers. And here is where the potential for Baiju's to try a different business model comes in. No annoying calls, no pushy messages, no demo classes will be required for this. Because Akash doesn't really need to apply a push sales strategy. We know that its physical coaching centers, because of its brand name, pulls in the students. This is the exact opposite of what Baiju's had to do with K-12 sales. All it has to do is push out ads, combine Akash's coaching institutes with Baiju's tuition centers, offer counseling, and that is it. Olina says in her newsletter that this is one way in which Baiju's can exercise its K-12 zombie and with it, its old sales tactics. So far though, Baiju's has played it smart by announcing only virtual sales. This way, it gets credit for ending its aggressive and unpopular ways of selling and it also gets to revamp the business model that does not really work for it anymore. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps, and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.